Section 1 of the Heidelberg Catechism. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Heidelberg Catechism by Zacharias Ursinus and Caspar Olivianus. Section 1. Note. This catechism is fully based on the scriptures. The references to scripture are indicated in parentheses with a letter. For example, the letter A points to the texts A placed after the answer. 1. Lord's Day. Question 1. What is thy only comfort in life and death? Answer. That I with body and soul, both in life and death, A, am not my own, B, but belong unto my faithful Savior Jesus Christ, C, who with his precious blood has fully satisfied for all my sins, D, and delivered me from all the power of the devil, E, and so preserves me, F, that without the will of my heavenly Father not a hair can fall from my head, G, yea, that all things must be subservient to my salvation, H, and therefore by his Spirit he also assures me of eternal life, I, and makes me sincerely willing and ready henceforth to live unto him. J. A. Romans 14, 7 and 8. B. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. C. 1 Corinthians 3, 23, Titus 2, 14. D. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. 1 John 1, verse 7. 1 John 2, verses 2 and 12. E. Hebrews 2, 14. 1 John 3, 8, John 8, 34-36. F. John 6, 39, John 10, 28, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, 1 Peter 1, 5. G. Matthew 10, 29-31, Luke 21, 18. H. Romans 8, 28. I. 2 Corinthians 1, 20-22, 2 Corinthians 5, 5. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, Romans 8, 16. J. Romans 8, 14, 1 John 3, 3. Question 2. How many things are necessary for thee to know, that thou, enjoying this comfort, mayest live and die happily? Answer. 3. A. The first, how great my sins and miseries are. B. The second, how I may be delivered from all my sins and miseries. C. The third, how I shall express my gratitude to God for such deliverance. D. A. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to thirty, Luke twenty-four forty-six to forty-eight, First Corinthians six eleven, Titus three three through seven. B. John nine forty-one, John fifteen twenty-two. C. John 17.3, Acts 4.12, Acts 10.43. D. Ephesians 5.8-11, 1 Peter 2.9 and 10, Romans 6, 1 and 2, 12 and 13. The First Part of the Misery of Man. 2. Lord's Day. Question 3. Whence knowest thou thy misery? Answer. Out of the law of God. A. A. Romans 3.20 Question 4. What does the law of God require of us? Answer. 
Christ teaches us that briefly, Matthew 22, 37-40, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first and the great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. A. A. Deuteronomy 6 5, Leviticus 19 18, Mark 12 30, Luke 10 27. Question 5. Canst thou keep all these things perfectly? Answer. In no wise. A. For I am prone by nature to hate God and my neighbor. B. A. Romans 3, 10, 20, 23. 1 John 1, 8 and 10. B. Romans 8, 7, Ephesians 2, 3, Titus 3, 3, Genesis 6, 5, Genesis 8, 21, Jeremiah 17, 9, Romans 7, 23. 3. Lord's Day. Question 6. Did God then create man so wicked and perverse? Answer. By no means. But God created man good, A, and after his own image, B, in true righteousness and holiness, that he might rightly know God his creator, heartily love him and live with him in eternal happiness to glorify and praise him, C. A. Genesis one thirty one, B. Genesis one twenty six to twenty seven, C, Colossians three nine and ten, Ephesians four twenty three and twenty four, Second Corinthians three eighteen. Question seven: Whence then proceeds this depravity of human nature? Answer: From the fall and disobedience of our first parents, Adam and Eve, in paradise. A, hence our nature is become so corrupt that we are all conceived and born in sin. B. A. Genesis 3, Romans 5, 12, 18, and 19. B. Psalm 51, verse 5, Genesis 5, 3. Question 8. Are we then so corrupt that we are wholly incapable of doing any good and inclined to all wickedness? Answer. Indeed we are. A except we are regenerated by the Spirit of God. B. A. Genesis 8.21, John 3.6, Genesis 6.5, Job 14.4, Job 15.14, 16 and 36, Isaiah 53.6. B. John 3.3 3 and 5, 1 Corinthians 12.3, 2 Corinthians 3.5. 4. Lord's Day. Question 9. Does not God then do injustice to man by requiring from him in his law that which he cannot perform? Answer. Not at all. A. For God made man capable of performing it, but man by the instigation of the devil, B. And his own willful disobedience, C. Deprived himself and all his posterity of those divine gifts. A. Ephesians 4.24, Ecclesiastes 7.29, B. John 8.44, 2 Corinthians 11.3, Genesis 3.4, C. Genesis 3.6, Romans 5.12, Genesis 3.13, 1 Timothy 2.13 and 14. Question 10. 
Will God suffer such disobedience and rebellion to go unpunished? Answer. By no means, but is terribly displeased, a, with our original as well as actual sins, and will punish them in his just judgment temporally and eternally, b, as he has declared, quote, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. End quote. C. A. Genesis 2.17, Romans 5.12. B. Psalm 5.5, 5, Psalm 50.21, Nahum 1.2, Exodus 20, verse 5, Exodus 34.7, Romans 1, verse 18, Ephesians 5.6, Hebrews 9.27. C. Deuteronomy 27.26, Galatians 3.10. Question 11. Is not God then also merciful? Answer. God is indeed merciful, a, but also just, b. Therefore his justice requires that sin which is committed against the most high majesty of God be also punished with extreme, that is, with everlasting punishment of body and soul. A. Exodus 34, 6 and 7, Exodus 20, verse 6. B. Psalm 7, 9, Exodus 20, verse 5, Exodus 23, verse 7, Exodus 34, verse 7, Psalm 5, 5 and 6, Nahum 1, verses 2 and 3. The Second Part of Man's Deliverance 5. Lord's Day Question 12. Since then, by the righteous judgment of God, we deserve temporal and eternal punishment, is there no way by which we may escape that punishment and be again received into favor? Answer. God will have his justice satisfied, a. And therefore we must make this full satisfaction either by ourselves or by another, b. a. Genesis 2.17, Exodus 20, verse 5, Exodus 23, verse 7, Ezekiel 18, verse 4, Matthew 5, 26, 2 Thessalonians 1, 6, Luke 16, 2. B. Romans 8, 3 and 4. Question 13. Can we ourselves then make this satisfaction? Answer. By no means, but on the contrary, we daily increase our debt. A. A. Job 9, 2 and 3, Job 15, 15 and 16, Job 4, 18 and 19, Psalm 130, verse 3, Matthew 6, 12, Matthew 18, 25, Matthew 16, 26. Question 14. Can there be found anywhere one who is a mere creature able to satisfy for us? Answer. None, for first, God will not punish any other creature for the sin which man has committed, a. Eh? And further, no mere creature can sustain the burden of God's eternal wrath against sin, so as to deliver others from it, b. a. Ezekiel 18.4, Genesis 3.17, Hebrews 2.14-17, b. Nahum 1.6, Psalm 130.3. verse 3. Question 15. What sort of a mediator and deliverer then must we seek for? Answer. For one who is very man, and perfectly, a, righteous, b, and yet more powerful than all creatures, 
that is, one who is also very God. C. A. 1 Corinthians 15.21, Jeremiah 33.16, Isaiah 53.9, 2 Corinthians 5.21. B. Hebrews 7.16 and 26. C. Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah 9.6, Romans 9.5, Jeremiah 23.5 and 6, Jeremiah 23.6, Luke 11.22. 6. Lord's Day. Question 16. Why must he be very man, and also perfectly righteous? Answer. Because the justice of God requires that the same human nature which has sinned should likewise make satisfaction for sin, a. And one who is himself a sinner cannot satisfy for others, b. a. Ezekiel 18, 4 and 20, Romans 5, 12, 15 and 18, 1 Corinthians 15, 21, Hebrews 2, 14 to 16, 1 Peter 3, 18, Isaiah 53, 3 through 5, 10 and 11. B. Hebrews 7, 26 and 27, Psalm 49, 7 and 8, 1 Peter 3, 18. Question 17. Why must he in one person be also very God? Answer. That he might, by the power of his Godhead, a. Sustain in his human nature, b. The burden of God's wrath, c and might obtain for and restore to us righteousness and life d a isaiah nine six isaiah sixty three three b isaiah fifty three four and eleven c deuteronomy four twenty four nahum one six psalm one hundred thirty verse three d isaiah fifty three five and eleven acts two twenty four first peter three eighteen John 3.16, Acts 20.28, 20, John 1.4. Question 18. Who then is that mediator, who is in one person both very God, A, and a real, B, righteous man, C? Answer. Our Lord Jesus Christ, D. Quote, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, end quote. E. A. 1 John 5.20, Romans 9.5, Romans 8.3, Galatians 4.4, 4, Isaiah 9.6, Jeremiah 23.6, Malachi 3.1. B. Luke 1.42, Luke 2.6 and 7, Romans 1.3, Romans 9.5, Philippians 2, 7, Hebrews 2, 14, 16, and 17, Hebrews 4, 15, C, Isaiah 53, 9 and 11, Jeremiah 23, 5, Luke 1, 35, John 8, 46, Hebrews 4, 15, Hebrews 7, 26, 1 Peter 1, 19, 1 Peter 2, 22, 1 Peter 3, 18, D, 1 Timothy 2.5, Hebrews 2.9, Matthew 1.23, 1 Timothy 3.16, Luke 2.11. E. 1 Corinthians 1.30. Question 19. Whence knowest thou this? Answer. 
from the holy gospel which god himself first revealed in paradise a and afterwards published by the patriarchs b and prophets c and represented by the sacrifices and other ceremonies of the law d and lastly has fulfilled it by his only begotten son e a genesis three fifteen b genesis twenty two eighteen genesis twelve three genesis forty nine ten and eleven c isaiah fifty three isaiah forty two one through four isaiah forty three twenty five isaiah forty nine five six twenty two and twenty three jeremiah twenty three five and six jeremiah thirty one verses thirty two and thirty three jeremiah thirty two thirty nine to forty one micah seven eighteen to twenty acts ten forty three romans one two hebrews one one acts three twenty two to twenty four acts ten forty three john five forty six d hebrews ten one and seven colossians two seven john five forty six e romans ten four galatians four four and five galatians three twenty four colossians two seventeen seven lord's day question twenty are all men then as they perished in adam saved by christ answer no a only those who are engrafted into him and receive all his benefits by a true faith b a matthew seven fourteen matthew twenty two fourteen b mark sixteen sixteen john one twelve john three sixteen eighteen and thirty six isaiah fifty three eleven psalm two verse twelve romans eleven seventeen nineteen and twenty romans three twenty two hebrews four two and three hebrews five nine hebrews ten thirty nine hebrews eleven six question twenty one what is true faith answer true faith is not only a certain knowledge whereby i hold for truth all that god has revealed to us in his word a but also an assured confidence b which the holy ghost c works by the gospel in my heart d that not only to others but to me also remission of sin everlasting righteousness and salvation e are freely given by god merely of grace only for the sake of christ's merits f a james two nineteen b second corinthians four thirteen ephesians two seven to nine ephesians three twelve galatians two sixteen hebrews eleven one and seven through ten hebrews four sixteen james one six matthew sixteen seventeen philippians one nineteen romans four sixteen to twenty one romans five one romans one sixteen romans ten ten and seventeen romans three twenty four and twenty five c galatians five twenty two matthew sixteen seventeen second corinthians four thirteen john six twenty nine ephesians two eight philippians one nineteen acts sixteen fourteen d romans one sixteen romans ten seventeen first corinthians one twenty one acts ten forty four acts sixteen fourteen e romans one seventeen galatians three eleven hebrews ten ten and thirty eight galatians two sixteen f ephesians two eight romans three twenty four 
Romans 5.19, Luke 1.77 and 78. Question 22. What is then necessary for a Christian to believe? Answer. All things promised us in the gospel, a, which the articles of our Catholic undoubted Christian faith briefly teach us, a, John 20.31, Matthew 28.19, Mark 1.15. Question 23. What are these articles? Answer. 1. I believe in God the Father, Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth. 2. And in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, our Lord. 3. Who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. 4. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. 5. The third day He rose again from the dead. 6. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 7. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. 8. I believe in the Holy Ghost. 9. I believe a holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints. 10. The forgiveness of sins. 11. The resurrection of the body. 12. And the life everlasting. 8. Lord's Day. Question 24. How are these articles divided? Answer into three parts. The first is of God the Father and our creation, the second of God the Son and our redemption, the third of God the Holy Ghost and our sanctification. Question 25. Since there is but one only divine essence, A. Why speakest thou of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? Answer. Because God has so revealed himself in his word, B that these three distinct persons are the one only true and eternal God. a. Deuteronomy 6.4, Ephesians 4.6, Isaiah 44.6, Isaiah 45.5, 1 Corinthians 8.4 and 6. b. Isaiah 61.1, Luke 4.18, Genesis 1 verses 2 and 3, Psalm 33.6, Isaiah 48.16, Psalm 110 verse 1. Matthew three sixteen and seventeen, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, First John five seven, Isaiah six one and three, John fourteen twenty six, John fifteen twenty six, Second Corinthians thirteen thirteen, Galatians four six, Ephesians two eighteen, Titus three five and six. Of God the Father nine Lord's Day. Question twenty six. What believest thou when thou sayest, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Answer. That the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who of nothing made heaven and earth and all that is in them, a, who likewise upholds and governs the same by his eternal counsel and providence, b, is for the sake of Christ his Son, my God and my Father, c, on whom I rely so entirely, that I have no doubt but he will provide me with all things necessary for soul and body, d, and further, that he will make whatever evils he sends upon me in this valley of tears turn out to my advantage, e, for he is able to do it, being almighty God, f, and willing, being a faithful father, g. a. Genesis 1 and 2, 
Job 33.4, Job 38 and 39, Psalm 33.6, Acts 4.24, Acts 14.15, Isaiah 45.7. B. Matthew 10.29, Hebrews 1.3, Psalm 104.27-30, Psalm 115.3, Matthew 10.29, Ephesians 1.11. C. John 1.12, Romans 8.15. Galatians 4, 5-7, Ephesians 1, 5. D. Psalm 55, 23, Matthew 6, 25 and 26, Luke 12, 22. E. Romans 8, 28. F. Romans 10, 12, Luke 12, 22, Romans 8, 23, Isaiah 46, 4, Romans 10, 12. G. Matthew 6, 25-34. Matthew 7, 9-11 10 Lord's Day Question 27 What dost thou mean by the providence of God? Answer The almighty and everywhere present power of God, A, whereby, as it were by his hand, he upholds and governs, B, heaven, earth, and all creatures, so that herbs and grass, rain and drought, C, fruitful and barren years, meat and drink, health and sickness, d, riches and poverty, e, yea, and all things come, not by chance, but by his fatherly hand, f, a, Acts 17, 25-28, Jeremiah 23, 23 and 24, Isaiah 29, 15 and 16, Ezekiel 8, 12, b, Hebrews 1, 3, c, Jeremiah 5.24, Acts 14.17, D. John 9.3, E. Proverbs 22.2, F. Matthew 10.20, Proverbs 16.33. Question 28. What advantage is it to us to know that God has created, and by his providence does still uphold, all things? Answer. That we may be patient in adversity, A thankful in prosperity, b, and that in all things which may hereafter befall us, we place our firm trust in our faithful God and Father, c, that nothing shall separate us from his love, d, since all creatures are so in his hand, that without his will they cannot so much as move, e, a, Romans 5, 3, James 1, 3, Psalm 39, 9, Job 1, 21 and 22, b, Deuteronomy 8.10, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. C. Psalm 55.22, Romans 5.4. D. Romans 8.38 and 39. E. Job 1.12, Job 2.6, Acts 17.25 and 28, Proverbs 21.1. Of God the Son. 11 Lord's Day. Question 29. Why is the Son of God called Jesus, that is, a Savior? Answer. Because he saveth us and delivereth us from our sins, a, eh? and likewise because we ought not to seek, neither can find salvation in any other. a. Matthew one twenty one, Hebrews 7, 24 and 25. b. Acts 4.12, John 15.4 and 5, 1 Timothy 2.5, Isaiah 43.11, 1 John 5.11.
Question 30. Do such then believe in Jesus the only Savior, who seek their salvation and welfare of saints, themselves, or anywhere else? Answer. They do not, for though they boast of him in words, yet in deeds they deny Jesus the only Deliverer and Savior, a. For one of these two things must be true, that either Jesus is not a complete Savior, or that they, who by a true faith receive this Savior, must find all things in him necessary to their salvation, b. a. 1 Corinthians 1, 13, 30, 31. Galatians 5, 4. b. Hebrews 12, 2, Isaiah 9, 6, Colossians 1, 19 and 20, Colossians 2, 10, 1 John 1, 7 and 16. 12 Lord's Day Question 31. Why is he called Christ, that is, anointed? Answer. Because he is ordained of God the Father and anointed with the Holy Ghost, a. to be our chief prophet and teacher, b who has fully revealed to us the secret counsel and will of God concerning our redemption, c. and to be our only high priest, d. who by the one sacrifice of his body has redeemed us, e. and makes continual intercession with the Father for us, f. and also to be our eternal King, who governs us by his word and spirit, and who defends and preserves us in that salvation he has purchased for us, g. a. Hebrews 1 9, Psalm 45 8, Isaiah 61 1, Luke 4 18. b. Deuteronomy 18 15, Acts 3 22, Acts 7 37, Isaiah 55 4. c. John 1 18, John 15 15. d. Psalm 110 verse 4. e. Hebrews 10 verses 12 and 14. Hebrews 9, verses 12, 14, and 28. F. Romans 8, 34, Hebrews 9, 24, 1 John 2, 1, Romans 5, 9, and 10. G. Psalm 2, 6, Zechariah 9, 9, Matthew 21, 5, Luke 1, 33, Matthew 28, 18, John 10, 28, Revelation 12, 10, and 11. Question 32. But why art thou called a Christian? A. Answer. Because I am a member of Christ by faith, B, and thus am partaker of his anointing, C, so that I may confess his name, D, and present myself a living sacrifice of thankfulness to him, E, and also that with a free and good conscience I may fight against sin and Satan in this life, F, and afterwards I reign with him eternally over all creatures. G. A. Acts 11.26 B. 1 Corinthians 6.15 C. 1 John 2.27 Acts 2.17 D. Matthew 10.32 Romans 10.10 Mark 8.38 E. Romans 12.1 1 Peter 2 verses 5 and 9 Revelation 5, verses 8 and 10, Revelation 1, 6. F. 1 Peter 2, 11, Romans 6, 12 and 13, Galatians 5, 16 and 17, Ephesians 6, 11, 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. G. 2 Timothy 2, 12, Matthew 25, 34. 13 Lord's Day. 
Question 33. Why is Christ called the only begotten Son of God, since we are also the children of God? Answer. Because Christ alone is the eternal and natural Son of God, A. But we are children adopted of God by grace for His sake, B. A. John 1, 1 through 3, 14 and 18. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. John 3, 16. 1 John 4, 9. Romans 8, 32. B. Romans 8, 15 to 17. John 1, 12. Galatians 4, 6. Ephesians 1, 5 and 6. Question 34. Wherefore callest thou him our Lord? Answer. Because he hath redeemed us, both soul and body, from all our sins, not with silver or gold, but with his precious blood, and has delivered us from all the power of the devil, and thus has made us his own property. A. A. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, 1 Peter 2, 9, 1 Corinthians 6, 20, 1 Corinthians 7, 23, 1 Timothy 2, 6, John 20, verse 28. 14 Lord's Day Question 35. What is the meaning of these words? He was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. Answer. That God's eternal Son, who is and continues, a. True and eternal God, b. Took upon him the very nature of man, of the flesh and blood of the Virgin Mary, c. By the operation of the Holy Ghost, d that he might also be the true seed of David, e, like unto his brethren in all things, f, sin accepted, g. a. Romans 1, 4, Romans 9, 5. b. 1 John 5, 20, John 1, 1, John 17, 3, Romans 1, 3, Colossians 1, 15. c. Galatians 4, 4, Luke 1, 31, 42, and 43. d. John one fourteen, Matthew one eighteen and twenty, Luke one thirty two and thirty five, E, Psalm one hundred thirty two eleven, Romans one three, Second Samuel seven twelve, Acts two thirty, F, Philippians two seven, Hebrews two fourteen and seventeen, G, Hebrews four fifteen. Question thirty six. What profit dost thou receive by Christ's holy conception and nativity? Answer. That he is our mediator, a, and with his innocence and perfect holiness, covers in the sight of God my sins, wherein I was conceived and brought forth, b. a. Hebrews 7, 26 and 27, Hebrews 2, 17. b. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, 1 Peter 3, 18, 1 Corinthians 1, 30 and 31, Romans 8, 3 and 4, Isaiah 53, 11, Psalm 32, verse 1. 15 Lord's Day Question 37. What dost thou understand by the words, He suffered? Answer. That he, all the time he lived on earth, but especially at the end of his life, sustained in body and soul, the wrath of God against the sins of all mankind, a. So that by his passion, as the only propitiatory sacrifice, b. He might redeem our body and soul from everlasting damnation, c. 
and obtain for us the favor of God, righteousness, and eternal life. D. A. Isaiah 53 verse 4, 1 Peter 2.24, 1 Peter 3.18, 1 Timothy 2.6. B. Isaiah 53.10 and 12, Ephesians 5.2, 1 Corinthians 5.7, 1 John 2.2, 2, 1 John 4.10, Romans 3.25, Hebrews 9.28, Hebrews 10.14. C. Galatians 3.13, Colossians 1.13, Hebrews 9.12, 1 Peter 1.18 and 19. D. Romans 3.25, 2 Corinthians 5.21, John 3.16, John 6.51, Hebrews 9.15, Hebrews 10.19. Question 38. Why did he suffer under Pontius Pilate as judge? Answer that he, being innocent, and yet condemned by a temporal judge, a, might thereby free us from the severe punishment of God to which we were exposed, b, a, John 18.38, Matthew 27.24, Acts 4.27 and 28, Luke 23.14 and 15, John 19.4, b, Psalm 69.4, Isaiah 53.4 and 5, 2 Corinthians 5.21, Galatians 3.13. Question 39. Is there anything more in his being crucified than if he had died some other death? Answer. Yes, there is, for thereby I am assured that he took on him the curse which lay upon me, a. For the death of the cross was a curse of God, b. a. Galatians 3.13, b. Deuteronomy 21.23 16 Lord's Day Question 40. Why was it necessary for Christ to humble himself even unto death? Answer. Because with respect to the justice and truth of God, a. Satisfaction for our sins could be made no otherwise than by the death of the Son of God, b. a. Genesis 2.17 b. Romans 8, 3, and 4, Hebrews 2, 9, 14, and 15. Question 41. Why was he also buried? Answer. Thereby to prove that he was really dead. A. A. Matthew 27, 59, and 60, Luke 23, 52, and 53, John 19, 38 to 42, Acts 13, 29. Question 42. Since then Christ died for us, why must we also die? Answer. Our death is not a satisfaction for our sins, a, but only an abolishing of sin and a passage into eternal life, b. a. Mark 8.37, Psalm 49.7, b. John 5.24, Philippians 1.23, Romans 7.24. Question 43. What further benefit do we receive from the sacrifice and death of Christ on the cross? Answer. That by virtue thereof, our old man is crucified, dead, and buried with him. A. That so the corrupt inclinations of the flesh may no more reign in us. B. But that we may offer ourselves unto him a sacrifice of thanksgiving. C. A. Romans 6.6. 6. B. 
Romans 6, 6 through 8, 11 and 12, Colossians 2, 12. C. Romans 12, 1. Question 44. Why is there added, He descended into hell? Answer. That in my greatest temptations I may be assured and wholly comfort myself in this, that my Lord Jesus Christ, by his inexpressible anguish, pains, terrors, and hellish agonies, in which he was plunged during all his sufferings, a, but especially on the cross, has delivered me from the anguish and torments of hell, b, a, Psalm 18, 5 and 6, Psalm 116, 3, Matthew 26, 38, Hebrews 5, 7, Isaiah 53, 10, Matthew 27, 46. B. Isaiah 53, 5. 17. Lord's Day. Question 45. What does the resurrection of Christ profit us? Answer. First, by his resurrection, he has overcome death, that he might make us partakers of that righteousness which he had purchased for us by his death. A. Secondly, we are also by his power raised up to a new life, b. And lastly, the resurrection of Christ is a sure pledge of our blessed resurrection, c. a. 1 Corinthians 15.16, Romans 4.25, 1 Peter 1.3, b. Romans 6.4, Colossians 3.1 and 3, Ephesians 2.5-6, c. 1 Corinthians 15, 12, 20, and 21, Romans 8, 11. 18, Lord's Day. Question 46. How dost thou understand these words? He ascended into heaven. Answer. That Christ, in sight of his disciples, was taken up from earth into heaven, a. And that he continues there for our interest, b until he comes again to judge the quick and the dead. C. A. Acts 1.9, Matthew 26.64, Mark 16.19, Luke 24.51. B. Hebrews 7.25, Hebrews 4.14, Hebrews 9.24, Romans 8.34, Ephesians 4.10, Colossians 3.1. C. Acts 1.11, Matthew 24.30. Question 47. Is not Christ then with us even to the end of the world as he has promised? A. Answer. Christ is very man and very God. With respect to his human nature, he is no more on earth, B. But with respect to his Godhead, majesty, grace, and spirit, he is at no time absent from us. C. A. Matthew 28.20 20. B. Hebrews 8.4, Matthew 26.11, John 16.28, John 17.11, Acts 3.21. C. John 14.17-19, John 16.13, Matthew 28.20, Ephesians 4.8-12. Question 48. But if his human nature is not present, wherever his Godhead is... Are not then these two natures in Christ separated from one another? Answer. Not at all, for since the Godhead is illimitable and omnipresent, a, 
it must necessarily follow that the same is beyond the limits of the human nature he assumed, b, and yet is nevertheless in this human nature, and remains personally united to it. a. Acts 7.49, Jeremiah 23.24 b. Colossians 2.9, John 3.13, John 11.15, Matthew 28.6 Question 49 of what advantage to us is Christ's ascension into heaven? Answer. First, that he is our advocate in the presence of his Father in heaven, a. Secondly, that we have our flesh in heaven as a sure pledge that he, as the head, will also take up to himself us, his members, b. Thirdly, that he sends us his spirit as an earnest, c. By whose power we, quote, seek the things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, and not things on earth. End quote. D. A. 1 John 2 1, Romans 8 34. B. John 14 2, John 17 24, John 20 17, Ephesians 2 6. C. John 14 6 and 7, Acts 2 1 through 4 and 33, 2 Corinthians 1 22, 2 Corinthians 5 5. D. Colossians 3.1, Philippians 3.14 19. Lord's Day Question 50. Why is it added, And sitteth at the right hand of God? Answer. Because Christ is ascended into heaven for this end, that he might appear as head of his church, A. By whom the Father governs all things, B. A. Ephesians 1, 20, 21, 23, Colossians 1, 18, B, Matthew 28, 18, John 5, 22. Question 51. What profit is this glory of Christ, our head, unto us? Answer. First, that by his Holy Spirit he pours out heavenly graces upon us his members, A, and then that by his power he defends and preserves us against all enemies. B. A. Acts 2.33, Ephesians 4.8. B. Psalm 2.9, Psalm 110.1-2, John 10.28, Ephesians 4.8. Question 52. What comfort is it to thee that Christ shall come again to judge the quick and the dead? Answer. That in all my sorrows and persecutions, with uplifted head, I look for the very same person, who before offered himself for my sake, to the tribunal of God, and has removed all curse from me, to come as judge from heaven, a. Who shall cast all his and my enemies into everlasting condemnation, b. But shall translate me with all his chosen ones to himself, into heavenly joys and glory, c. A. Luke 21.28, Romans 8.23, Philippians 3.20, Titus 2.13, 1 Thessalonians 4.16. B. 2 Thessalonians 1, 6 and 8 through 10, Matthew 25.41-43. C. Matthew 25.34, 2 Thessalonians 1.7. End of section 1.